This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for the opening the opening drive. Love that sound effect. All right, Ryan Poles decided to step out and to get behind the microphone to try to stem the tide of negativity. Those are my words, not his, but this was crisis management uh, bear style. And the general manager decided to address the Bears media at Hallis Hall on Thursday morning. What was your impression of number one? that decision to step forward and to hear from Ryan Poles and not necessarily Kevin Warren. And secondly, Dan, what did you think of the content of his comments? Yeah, you know, it was brief, but I thought there was some savvy there with Ryan understanding that, look, like this is a turbulent week. There's been a lot of turmoil to to sift through here at Hallis Hall. And as the leader of the football operation, you have to go ahead and, and, and calm things down. You have to be a voice of steadiness. You have to project uh, what we've been asking for for a little while here is that that somebody is managing things and controlling things and, and, and hopefully putting things on a track where uh, you're going forward rather than backwards and sideways and into uh, the circus tents like they've been in here recently. And so I thought it was smart of Ryan to, to get out in front and, and speak. I thought he was, uh, as he usually is, pretty um, to the point and direct with some of his emotions and sentiments. He said uh, what he wanted to say. He didn't say what he couldn't say. And and I thought overall he he tried to at least outwardly project that, hey, we're, we're going to get this thing figured out and there is a level of, uh, of calm and stability uh, amid all of this turbulence. What do you think it was that maybe compelled him to want to get on the record with what he thought? Was it the Alan Williams resignation, which he didn't have much to say about? We'll hear from him in a moment on that specifically. Or was it the quarterback kind of saying something, walking it back, and, and it may be showing a little bit of his inexperience because I think in both cases you can make the argument, and it's a good debate at Hallis this week, which the most was the most significant in terms of affecting the, the the tone of the fan base or the 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 mood of the team why do you think that or was it a combination of everything look i think uh, it's been pretty well established that wednesday was a very abnormal day and i think it was an acknowledgement by the bears that yes this was a very abnormal day with the way things unfolded with the quarterback with the defensive coordinator oh by the way it's in the midst of an 0-2 start which is in the midst of a 12-game losing streak and so yeah i think all those factors together created a situation where uh leadership has to step forward and leadership has to uh, obviously internally 
project a, a, a sense of stability. And then outwardly, you have to project a sense of stability. And I think Ryan recognized that this moment couldn't be uh, hidden from. I think, obviously, it's a, a departure from what Ryan Pace's MO was when he when he was in the same chair here in this building. I think uh, on that level, I, I would imagine there's a lot of people in the fan base and in our audience that are refreshed that the general manager feels comfortable enough to sit on that stage to offer his thoughts and then to take questions, no matter how uh, satisfying the response are to some of them. I think it's a, it's a good move, and it, and it was one that he, he uh, executed gracefully today. Yeah, I'll say that. He did. He does get credit for stepping forward. I, I still feel a little bit like there's some unresolved issues. In, oh, a little questions. bit. Yeah, okay. The, 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 the way the Alan Williams story. That story ain't over, David. <laughs> yeah, I, I sense that, and it doesn't smell right. But I do think, it, it, in fairness, this is what Ryan Poles, the general manager, had to say when he did address a question about Alan Williams' resignation on Thursday at House Hall. In terms of Alan, uh, I don't have many details to add there. Um, we try to work in truth, um, and I know there's a ton of misinformation out there. Um, yesterday, uh, we talked about like House Hall being raided. That was completely false. Don't even know where that came from. Uh, worked with Kevin and George, all of our leadership, um, to make sure um, we had we were handling it the right way, communicating properly, um, and then obviously everything concluded yesterday. But we have a ton of confidence in our plan moving forward. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ton of confidence in the plan moving forward, whether that means hiring a defensive coordinator or promoting someone from the staff or hiring somebody from the outside. Those are details we'll find out probably more next week once they get through this part of the storm. But, Dan, I think it just underscored the sensitivity with which people need to talk about this resignation, even though we both acknowledge and understand and know that there's more to it coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, without question, there is more to it coming. And and obviously, you have to sift through some of the stuff that is out there. I don't know if you watched the five-minute Pat McAfee show video on, on Thursday afternoon. That's one that I, probably we will not touch right here other than to say, hey, go watch that Pat McAfee video if you think that there's not anything brewing here. But uh, I would also say th- that the reaction of the coaching staff here uh, and the reaction of the players in the locker room has been abnormal as it relates to the Allen Williams situation. And 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 so uh, would I want to play dodgeball with these guys? I would. They're very good at, at, at dodging around some of this. Would I want to play poker uh, against them? Probably yes to that also because they're not real good at, at, at hiding their cards here. Probably most notable on a day of, of people uh, being evasive to questions about Allen Williams was Dave Borgonzi, the linebackers coach, late this afternoon. Dave Borgonzi has coached with Allen Williams for the last six seasons in Indianapolis and Chicago, and he was asked directly by Ryan Severini if he had any well wishes or thoughts for Allen Williams after his resignation on Wednesday. And he said, really, the focus is the Chiefs. Okay, yeah. I, I would hate to get sick and have my uh, closest coworkers and, and and peers say, really, our focus is on the Chiefs. When you have, Unless there was something else going on. Yeah, exactly. When you have somebody who resigns and cites family and health issues, and then you have some of his closest friends not willing to step out and support him if they were indeed family and health issues only, 
it, it's 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 bizarre and radioactive was the the word I used. Yeah, the, that's that's I think it's a good word because the Bears are saying so much with what they're not saying. And it's just something to keep an eye on responsibly because I think that, you know, the Bears can't claim and lash out as Ryan Poles did. Like, there's no truth to these rumors. People jump the gun on social media, and, and that's just uh, unfortunate that it got to that point. But it doesn't mean that it is the end of the story. So, Alan Williams, the saga uh, will continue. Do you have a sense of who the leader in the clubhouse is if they do name uh, somebody on the staff to be the defense coordinator next week? No, I don't. And we didn't get much of a tell of that this afternoon. I know that it, Matt Eberflus multiple times has referenced both John Hoke and Andre Curtis as guys who could who could potentially jump into a, a role like that. I think, as you mentioned a couple minutes ago, I think they just want to get yeah. <laughs> through the game Sunday afternoon in Kansas City and then take that deep breath, get back here to Hallis Hall on Monday and say, okay, what, what are we doing going forward here? Because that was obviously a crazy September and now we've got October, November, December and part of January to navigate. And last point, on Alan Williams, just to underscore again how unusual it is and how cryptic the communication has been. Tyreek Stevenson, I think, spoke to reporters on Thursday afternoon. And at that point, Matt Eberflus had yet to address all the players about what the status was of the defensive coordinator who resigned yesterday. Right. So the, the when the head coach has yet to clarify things for the players at Hallis Hall, right. it, you can understand why there's so many people outside the building or maybe who cover the team still searching for answers and waiting to see what they can and can't report responsibly. No, I mean, it's wild when you get sincere sentiments from players being like, we know as much as you guys know. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and, and at this stage, right, like this isn't new. This is, to your point, 24 hours old as we're recording and older uh, yet as we go forward. And and, and so, look, like, I, again, you know, stay tuned. And, and a lot of people are going to be doing a lot of work on this to try to try to get some uh, answers and some some closure to this whole saga. So let's move on to the Justin Fields issue. Ryan Poles also wanted to address that because he felt like it was important to recap. Justin Fields talked about uh, the role of being or the role of coaching in making him too maybe robotic or or not as instinctive. And he answered a question about it could be coaching. Ryan Poles wanted to make sure everybody knew at Howells Hall when he addressed the media, Justin Fields is not a finger pointer. This is what one of the answers of, of several. Ryan Poles didn't talk long, but he did address the Justin Fields issue briefly, and here's what he had to say. In terms of Justin, I can't even be – I can't be more clear than this. No one in our entire building, none of our coaches, see Justin as a finger pointer at all. He has always taken ownership of anything that's happened on the field. He takes it head on. He works. He grinds. He puts his head down. He works with his teammates, works with his coaches uh, to find solutions. Um you know, a lot of everyone, well, really everyone's trying to figure out like what, what's going on. In my opinion, you got a young quarterback trying to figure it out. You have a guy who hasn't had the cleanest start of his career, who last year, you know, with the roster, had to put his, the team on the back, do some unbelievable things athletically. Now he gets talent around him and has to figure out and balance when to do those cool things athletically when to lean on others, and that is a sometimes a great place to live in, and that takes time. That takes time on task for him to take that next step, and everyone's on board helping him get into that place for him to be successful. Ryan Poles defending his quarterback and trying to say, you know what, nothing to see here, and I will reserve judgment because I'm not sure if there's nothing to see here. We'll find out as this progresses. Well, look, I like I, I do say – in that 
fight there, you hear some consistency with things that we've talked about for a while, which is that this quarterback is being asked to go to the next stage of his development, maybe uh, beyond a comfort zone. Right. Which I think is what Justin is trying to figure out here. You know, you, you heard Ryan say there that there's a gray area there of, of trying to learn what's being asked of you, what you do naturally well and how to try to kind of to make these strides forward. I think it's been very challenging and very difficult for Justin at this stage to to struggle through that and then experience the backlash of struggling through that. You know, and so I think what we had on on Wednesday morning at Hallis Hall was a, a quarterback kind of. Uh, getting some things off his chest. Maybe it was therapeutic. Maybe it was good for him to decompress and get that out into the, the, the whatever, you know, the ether here so that everyone knows what's happening. But now the next step is is going along with the developmental plan. And I think that's what you hear from Ryan Poles. It's what you hear from Luke Getze in terms of, hey, look, like we are trying to push you forward in your development as, as an NFL quarterback. We still want you to do the things that make you special. But there is, uh, you know, some responsibility and some ask here that's going to be challenging you know and i think you heard that in ryan's voice there and and he also understands how hard justin works and and you know how much he wants this and that's all part of this because that does factor into the psychology of of navigating the struggles that are here i'm glad he he said what he said i'm glad that he spoke up today i don't think he said a lot but i think that his appearance was almost as important and his presence in that room behind that microphone as much as anything that he said specifically. So good for Ryan Poles in trying to get out in front of that. Anything else that he said pertaining to Poles, I'm sorry, pertaining to Fields or to the Allen Williams situation that stood out to you, Dan? Yeah, no, just that, that, that look like this is this is probably his first big test of crisis management. You know, as you said at the outset, that's part of the GM's role. Um, and I think he, he um, you know, wraps his arms around those duties and those responsibilities and is trying to do his best with it through uh, obviously a very challenging situation. And so, um, yeah, again, as we mentioned on our previous emergency pod, this is all fluid, right? And so we'll get an opportunity to see which direction all of this stuff goes and, you know, on Sunday and then in the in the month and, and, and two months beyond that. I think we could have called this an emergency pod and nobody would have blinked given the uh, craziness at house all week. 